0: Welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. Like I told you at the beginning of the month, I am so dedicated to serving you, and while I have some tips and tricks, I have some incredible resources and people in my life that have so much goodness to share. So I am committed to providing you with the best information out there so you can still be moving forward in your life, in your health, and your happiness happiness and wellness and all the things. And today's guest is very special because she has mastered all things. Like, I I feel like when I think of you, Pia, I think of like, get shit done. Like you are like an implementation queen. You have really great systems. It's very clear how you run your business and how easily it is for you to speak to it and teach it. And you teach it in a really well way, a really positive way. So, My guest for you today is Pia Beck, and she's the CEO and coach of Curated Well Co. So welcome to the show, Pia. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much
1: for having me. And thank you so much for all those kind words you just said. my new title is implementation queen. I'm just
0: going to own that. (laughs) Yes, you absolutely should. Like you, like when we did the uh, story swap, you were so on it and I was so inspired. I was like, wow, like you just, you have it down and it's obvious that you have a clear vision so you don't get sidetracked by a lot of noise. Um, but Welcome to the show. I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself, let the listeners know who you are, what you're all about, and then we'll get into it.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for that beautiful intro. So my name is Pia and my business is called Curate Well Co. And my expertise is really in turning pain points into action items. So I focus on combining both purpose and process to help entrepreneurs, whether they're early, emerging, established, start and scale, streamlined businesses and make the aligned and authentic impacts that they know they're capable of so that they can experience work and life they love. I am very much against burnout, crazy, busy, chaos, everything you just said, like I'm, very, I'm a very systematic person. And so I really bring that
0: into helping my clients accelerate their vision and their goals. Awesome. I love it. I mean, prior to COVID life, I would say our society, like pre COVID, PC, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we're like in it right now, but you know, a whole two weeks ago, Um, I, I felt like our society was in a burnout way. Like I just Mm. felt it. I mean, same with my clients. I don't necessarily work with entrepreneurs, but I just noticed in general society, people are burnt out. They're stressed. Mm -hmm. They're overly busy, which leads to chronic stress, which leads to weakened immune system, which leads to being unhealthy, which is where we're at right now. And all of a sudden COVID happens and we're at a hard stop and people are like, whoa, (laughs) what am I doing? (laughs) Yeah. So I know you work with online and entrepreneurs and all of that, but all of this stuff can be applied to literally anyone. And I think more so now it's like, what do we do? Like, what do we do with our goals? What do we do with these pain points? Do we have new pain points? How do we turn the pain points that we have now into action? So walk me through how you would coach someone right now that has some serious pain points with where we're at in the world.
1: Yeah, totally. I I mean, I agree with everything that you just said. I think that it's like the universe was like, yeah, 2020 is not really going well. So we're just going to like press pause, make everyone take a take two, and then Mm -hmm. we'll get back to this later. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm really viewing this time as a gift. And I think that if you know what your goals are, and you have a long term vision that you can be confident in that you have this opportunity to acknowledge this time for what it is, which is a forced slow down the opportunity to reflect the opportunity and the space and the time to like logistically further your long term goals. So in terms of like how I would coach someone right now it's it's really around that it's slow down, take a breath. And Ask yourself what you can do now that you maybe feel like you didn't have the time or the energy or the patience to do three weeks ago, two weeks ago, a month ago, that you can now dedicate the time to to further your long term vision and your long term goals. So, how can you really leverage this time to think about what you want to have happen a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, and use this time to start laying that, that groundwork?
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. It's like the, the goals don't necessarily like your dreams and your goal and your vision, like that's not canceled. Like none of that right. <laughs> right. necessarily postponed. It's more looking at it from a different angle, a different perspective. Yes. So let's say someone had like give me an example of a goal that someone that you know is working on. Mm. I would say so a lot of the people
1: that I work with closely are in the middle of launching their offerings right now. So um, they own businesses and they have crafted this beautiful way to work with people and serve people and help people um, change their lives and, and make a difference. And they're kind of feeling halted right now. Like everything is just halted. Like there's nothing that they can do. And that's real, right? Our circumstances have changed drastically. And going back to what you said, it's really about, a pivot. And so for some of those short-term goals, some of those like very current pain points, I am really encouraging people to look at what can you do to set this up for success right now. So let me give you an example. So I have a client who is a um, personal stylist and she today actually is running a flash sale online for her whole like depop collection. So she is still planning on working with people um in her styling business and she switched to doing that virtually versus in person, which is working. And she also like hopped right to it and came to our last meeting with like this laundry list of amazing ideas for her business because she was like, I don't want to stop this right now. I'm, I'm not gonna like put this on pause. This is something I really deeply care about. And so she is now um, working with not only Her styling clients, but also taking on clients who are looking to, um, like clean out their wardrobe. So, a lot of people are at home right now, cleaning out their closets, doing their spring cleaning. So, she is offering a service to her existing clients and then also to new clients to um, sell their used clothing. Mm. Um, and keep her business moving. And then she is running flash sales online so that people can connect that way. And she can continue to build her brand Hmm. until she's able to see people in person again.
0: Wow, that is, that's amazing. Uh, Were you, did you help her come up with those ideas? Did you help her kind of brain dump and see which way you could take this? Cause something that I have been really impressed by, and I'm sure you experienced this in Denver, but like gyms like I, I mean mm. yeah. all of the fitness studios they all pretty much closed their doors uh, yeah. all in the same week and it's been amazing to watch the like just how like when there is a problem and like your back's against the wall how how fast you can come to a solution but not be attached to it it's like okay Instagram Live's not working okay we're gonna switch to zoom oh this isn't working yeah. we're gonna switch. like it, it's really amazing what do you think it is about that when like you really like everything that you've been doing and you've been knowing, you haven't been thinking outside of a box. Like what is it about the situation that is forcing people to like really expand?
1: Yeah. I think that the situation is really highlighting who the leaders are. So the leaders are those people who are not attached to the outcome and who are willing to try Instagram live and then try zoom and then try the next thing and just like take it one day at a time and pay really close attention to what's working and what's not and pivot accordingly. Mm -hmm. The followers are the people who are seeing what the leaders are doing and are replicating it. Mm -hmm. And then there's the freezers who are just like, like, I can't do anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) like hard stop. And so I think that, um, I think that this situation is doing exactly what you said, which is really forcing people outside the box because there's a lot of things that we can't control. And I think it's also really highlighting the people who Have this skill set and this ability to trust the long-term, to trust what they have to offer, to trust the vision that they have and the gift that they have to share, and be just willing to reinvent how that's delivered and what exactly it looks like on on a short-term basis throughout this time.
0: Mm -hmm. So much. Yes. Like you just nailed it. Uh, I really want to circle back to the leaders are the ones that are not attached to the outcome. That's a huge statement. And this is not just in business. This is, this is in life. What is it about goals and being attached to the, being so attached to the outcome that is, I mean, let me rephrase that. What do you think it is about being attached to the outcome and goals that like puts people at a disadvantage? Like when someone is super attached to the outcome and then the outcome doesn't work out the way that they want, like what happens there? Yeah, totally. This is such a
1: good, good question because I feel like it's such a fine line and I think it's one of the things that's most often misinterpreted about the work that I do. Like, I definitely receive criticism quite frequently for being, like, a very rigid person and, like, being attached to the outcome because I talk about goals as, like, a really critical thing that needs to happen in your business and knowing that outcome and being attached to it to the degree that you can clearly name it. And I also think that people forget that they're the author of their goals and that they can rewrite them and edit them and delete them and change them whenever they want. Mm -hmm. And I also think that it's a fine line between knowing the outcome and knowing what you're working towards and knowing that destination and also paying enough attention as you're going along to pick up on the details that impacts that Mm -hmm. for good or for bad and that change the way that you approach them, mm-hmm. and I also think that I think that having a goal fulfilled can look a million different ways mm-hmm. right and if and if your goal is entirely derailed. By something like this that's, a, that's out of your control. I don't think it was a robust enough goal to start with because if, if it was like a, a goal that you could really lean into and that had enough meat to it that it can look a couple different ways, then you don't have to throw it out the window when something like this happens.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, absolutely. I think it's, you nailed it. It's, it's so important to know what that goal looks like, what it feels like, like how, how you can measure your yeah. success in quotation marks, because it's going to look mm-hmm. different for everyone else. But if if you're putting your worth and your happiness in that outcome, and it's and it doesn't look the way that you thought it would, that's when it can be detrimental. Totally. And it can look a bunch of different ways. And sometimes if it doesn't work out that exact way, it just means there's a something else to it, or it's not quite there yet. 100%. And I know it can be really tricky, especially for my achievers, perfectionists out there. They're like, you know, it's, I get it. I completely get it, but I agree. It's like good to have that structure and be rigid and like, and I don't even think rigid is the word for you. I think it's just, it's clarity. If you know exactly what you want, you're going to take the steps to get there. And it's honestly, the steps to get there is, is where the magic of the goal really happens because you're sitting down, you're doing the work, whether that's, related to business or, or personal or health. Um, yeah. because yeah, it's not so much about the outcome. Did you ever read the book atomic habits?
1: I have not read it yet. It's, I have a stack of books yeah. that I keep that I'm going to
0: read. Well, I think quote unquote really- going to read. Right. Well, you, you, me, well, actually it's funny cause you probably don't have any more time than you had before because life is pretty much similar. Um, yeah. PC, uh, well, an Atomic Habits, James Clear, it talks about that. It's like you know, your goal isn't to run a marathon because if you do all this training to run a marathon and then you stop running, it's like what's the point? The goal is right. to become a runner, so that's where you want to like look in. That's where you want to look into. So, oh, love it. So, could you break down like the anatomy of a goal, and and maybe even provide an example for just the the time and the space that we are in right now.
1: Yes, totally. So, okay. Anatomy of a goal. And I'm going to construct this very relevant goal on the spot. So give me a second. If I pause, I want to make sure it's, it's a good example. So you want to write your goals from I. So with the, with the literal word I at the beginning so that you can really claim it in the present tense and in the affirmative. So I run right? So let's go with this running example that you brought
0: up. Because especially because gyms are closed. Especially because gyms are closed. Like you shelter in place, which <laughs> Arizona is about to be shelter in place. Yeah, You can go outside and you can run. Exactly. Denver's shelter in place right now too. So we're going to go with our running example. Right. So you would say
1: I run instead of I want to run or I will run or the goal is to run. <laughs> mm-hmm. You want to say I run. And um, in the affirmative, it looks like Instead of um, I don't like if if the opposite of the goal is I don't sit on the couch for the next five days, that's not really the goal, right? What's underneath that is what you actually want to do, which is to run. So I run. So from I in the present tense and in the affirmative, the next thing is to be as specific as possible. So instead of saying I run regularly, you want to say I run three times per week. So specifics can look quantitative like that. It can also look qualitative. So I run three times per week, which has me feeling energized, brings movement into my body, gets me outside into the sunshine, makes me feel free, helps me expend some of my stress like whatever the reason why like what does this goal make possible for you why does this matter to you what's the context around this goal so you can be specific quantitatively um, in terms of a certain number of activities you're going to perform or you can be specific qualitatively the next piece of the anatomy is to set a start date or a by when so i run three times per week starting tomorrow. Or I run three times per week every week until July 1st. Mm -hmm. The next piece of the anatomy is to identify who you're going to tell. So especially in a time like this where I think a lot of us are feeling really disconnected from each other, sharing your goals and sharing what you're up to is really inspiring, it's empowering for you, it's inspiring to other people, it brings people together, it gives you something to talk about that is not necessarily what's happening in the world right now. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a couple different people that, you're, that you might tell that will further the success of your goals. So you can tell someone who's gonna make your goal more possible. So for example, maybe you um, tell someone who is already a runner. And they're going to be like, great, I can teach you how to do this. You can come run with me. So someone who's going to make your goal more possible. You maybe tell someone who is going to be impacted. So if you've got kids at home and you're going to be going out running every day, maybe you tell your partner that you've got this goal to run three times a week, every day, whatever it is, so that you can coordinate on child care. Someone that is impacted, someone that needs to be enrolled. It can also be someone who's going to hold you accountable. So someone who is going to text you a week from now and say, have you started running yet? <laughs> Cause you said you were going to, um, and then you can also tell someone who is just going to be a cheerleader, someone who's going to be like, that is amazing. I am so proud of you for getting outside and moving your body. That's incredible. Like send me a picture on your next run. Like someone who's just really going to support you.
0: Awesome. That's, I mean, it's true. I mean, the last piece, that accountability piece is it's everything. I last on Sunday, The week prior, I had told a girlfriend that I would do this hill workout with her because she has to record it for a workout program that she does. And Saturday, I was like, I don't know. My legs are tired. Like I had already ran 20 miles that week. Like, And then on Sunday when I woke up, because I hadn't heard from her, so I was like, oh, maybe. She texted me. She's like, hills? And I was like... (gasps) Yes, (laughs) <gasps> <But Yes. laughs> I, I could have come up with an excuse. I could have been like, my legs are tired. I already, like I, I had a whole list, but something within me, I was like, I can't, like I told her that I would do this with her. Not only does she need someone to do the workout with, but she also needs someone to like record her doing it. So it is so true. Accountability, especially right now is everything. And a lot of people are trying to navigate working from home, working out from home. Like there's just so many things. So if you can find someone that is going to cheer you on, it's going to hold you accountable. You'll be so successful in whatever the goals are. So I love, I love the anatomy of a goal. It's, you know, we We've all been taught like smart goals, but I just think the way that you were able to break it down makes it really easy to write um, and That one that we talked about i like I like to call those like continuous goals because they're continuous to until you turn it into a habit, and then once it turns into a habit, you maybe don't need to focus on it as much but On the other side, there's achievement goals and that's where you attach like a really, you know, that's where people attach that outcome to. But right now, what would be some sort of achievement goal that someone could, could make without it being some crazy attachment to it?
1: Mm, I think it's really going to depend on the person and, um, I honestly think that this is a beautiful time to identify what that is for you. Like, what is something that you have been wanting to do for such a long time, but you just haven't because you're usually busy or, you know, this, that excuse that kind of doesn't exist right now. (laughs) We're in a time where we have so fewer obligations than any other recent time period. And so what is one thing that you've wanted to do for months or a year that you finally now Have the bandwidth to actually tackle. So maybe it's a home project. Maybe it's um, creating something with a certain friend. Maybe it's hosting, um, you know, virtual meetups. You know, like you wanted to host people at your house and now you can host virtual meetups once a week for the next week. It can be, I think it's really going to depend on the person. And I think that we have this gift right now of having the space to finally like do that thing that we've been thinking of. This is an amazing time to invest in your personal development, invest in your own growth, invest in your future and make progress
0: on those things that you like, quote unquote, usually don't have time to do. Mm. Agreed. I think it is like, it's (laughs) right now. There is a lot of financial (laughs) insecurity. Benji seems to agree with that. Um, (laughs) And so there's a bit of a scarcity mindset going on, but I think now is like the best time to invest in, in yourself. I've been doing that. Like I've been investing in different courses and different things that I've wanted to do. I don't necessarily have more time, but now I'm really starting to identify and realize on so many levels, my relationship with time prior to this PC, um, was all sorts of whack, and I'm now this is like showing me that on such a bigger scale, and I'm very grateful for it. Like sometimes I feel like I'm a hot mess, um, and I am like have to take a step back and be like, no, this is why this is happening right now. So you can realize like what is the relationship you have with time, because I drew tr- I truly believe that people's perception of time and relationship with time is equal to their stress levels. And I know that I feel more stressed out, or at least I act more stressed out when my perception of time is all out of whack. And I think that I have no time to do anything. And of course I feel stressed out. So this is like really kind of helping me reevaluate. And I think that this time right now is for evaluation, self-evaluation, evaluation reflection but no judgment like this isn't a time to judge ourselves like things are weird energetically our earth is weird so um I love I love that you mentioned those like little things because it's like you can put a buy when because it could just be at the end of the month it's like I finish a 30-day workout program I finish the house project I finish cleaning every closet you know like there's different things that you can focus on Totally. totally and I
1: I totally agree with you there's nothing quite like a crisis to show us like what our work is.
0: <laughs> Whether it's your relationship with
1: time or something different. Like there's nothing quite like international pandemic to show us like right. the things that we
0: really need to work on on ourselves. <laughs> right. And like I every day I'm like and I'm writing, I'm like thanking it. I'm like saying thank you to coronavirus for these moments that I have, these these like aha moments that I've had in the past couple weeks. So let's say someone is listening that is like I don't know who has all this time because I work from home and I'm hustling 10 times more than I ever have and I'm getting really annoyed by other people saying they're bored. Mm. What would you what would you suggest to them or how would you support them? This is such a good question and I
1: just so relate to this and I think you do too like we were just talking right before this that both of us are are pretty much operating like business as usual so our lives haven't changed so much and um I have a partner who's home from work this week he usually doesn't work from home and, and I'm going through exactly what you just said right now which is so fascinating what I my advice to everybody is um there's a couple things the first thing that comes to mind is don't disrupt the things that don't need to be disrupted. Like there's a lot changing right now. There's a lot that we can't control. And there's a lot of factors that I think are causing people a lot of frustration and anxiety that are factors that they're bringing upon themselves potentially. And so how I've really been navigating this time is just by committing to not disrupting the things that don't need to be disrupted. Um, And that is my way of infusing like structure and normalcy into what could be an ongoing. -hmm. Series of events for us. Um, So that's the first thing. I think the second thing is recognizing that every single person is having a different experience with this. We are only ever living in our own perception of the world. My experience and how I've been for the last few weeks is different than you, which is different from every single person who's listening right now. Mm -hmm. So just remembering that everybody is only ever living in their perception of the world, it literally has nothing to do with you. And everyone's just really just doing their best. This is not something that any of us like know how to handle. <laughs> We're all figuring it out. And that's going to look a little bit different for every person. And so just remembering that and like kind of our theme for today, like just detaching from that and remembering that their existence doesn't have to do, doesn't, doesn't have to have anything to do with yours unless you make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's having an effect on you, what are the boundaries that you can put in place so that you can really protect your peace and, and be okay right now? How can you help kind of like preserve your own peace? Mm-hmm. And then I think the last thing that I would say is really coming from a place of choice instead of reaction. Mm. This is can be a very reactionary period of time for all of us if we allow it to be. Mm. And, you know, I think going back to where we started this conversation, there are certain pivots that are necessary and there are certain pivots that aren't. And so consider what the cost is of reacting to something really short term. Mm -hmm. What are the long-term implications of that? And how can you come from a place of really intentional and conscious and informed choice
0: instead of reacting to the things that are happening around you? Mm, I love that. I completely agree. The, the, the interesting thing about what's going on right now is we all have, like the circumstance is very similar, right? Like we're in this like weird limbo. Like we don't know if we can go outside. Like it's, it's a circumstance, but a circumstance is a fact. It's like, these are the facts, but our experiences are what make it different. And then we attach the emotion to it. So I agree. It's like, you can't give into that or else it'll just make you, it's a short term thing that's going to make you frustrated or upset. Um, but I think like the biggest thing, because it, it happens so often, is like identifying as a victim to someone else's like experience or energy. And if people aren't doing the things the way that you're doing it, if you're frustrated, or you're a victim to it, it's just going to cause more suffering. All right. So it's like what I've been doing. because In the beginning, there's parts of me like in the beginning when I decided I was going to social distance, people weren't on the same page. And I was like annoyed. But then I I took a step back and I was like, well, why am I annoyed by this? Like, let me dig a little bit deeper. Like this isn't, you know, and I, I I did, I like coached myself through it and I understood where it was coming from. And really what I, what I really found out is like, I just have to let people have their own experience, let them be the way they want to be. And I'm the hero of my own life. I can't control what other people are doing, but I mean, I get it. Like hearing all these people, like that are new to working from home and have all this time. And I'm like, okay, good for you. <laughs> good for you. It's business as usual over here, except I think I'm working overtime, which is my choice because I'm in serving mode. Like I'm full blown service. Like that's what I want to yeah. do. And that's how I want to spend my time. So it's interesting, but I've definitely noticed that. Uh, what do you think about people that are going through this right now that are getting like, a little, they're, they're worried about being too comfortable with this new norm.
1: Mm, Tell me what you mean by that.
0: What is, what is too comfortable look like? Just like not doing the habits that they were once doing, like kind of Mm. waking up, rolling out of bed, start getting, you know, checking their email, you know, just not really like there's a little, there's a little comfortable. Totally. I think that, um, I think this is a really like individual
1: Thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it really depends on how that person normally shows up in their life. I think that I know a ton of people and I am one of the people who I think this is a really good practice at slowing down and giving up some of the things that we we do hold on to really tightly normally. Like I know a lot of people who are cutting themselves a lot of slack right now. And like, that is definitely the best thing for them. <laughs> and so really encouraging that. Mm. And I think it really requires a certain degree of self-awareness and just asking yourself, like, how do I feel? Like if I'm rolling out of bed, if I'm really comfortable, how does that make me feel? Does it make me feel like I'm taking a much needed break Mm -hmm. or does it make me feel like there's things that I'm dropping the ball on and and I don't feel good in my physical body. I don't feel good in my mind. Mm -hmm. I think it's asking those kind of intuitive questions and just digging a little bit deeper into, you know, without the judgment, like, how, like, how do I feel as a result of doing this? Is it serving me or is this something that I need to, to choose differently on?
0: Mm, love it. I think that's, that is so important is, and I keep saying, it. I'm like, give yourself grace. And yeah. this is time to flex that compassion muscle, compassion with others and compassion Self, like self, self compassion right now. Self love is like it's everything. Like cutting yourself some slack and do like tune in. Like this is the time we're being forced to be present with how we feel. We're not rush, 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 rush. We're like, oh, like I what is what is this feeling? I haven't felt this before. And just again, self awareness and not not judging and being hard on ourselves. So love it, love it, love it. So a couple more questions. Um, Tell me where the name. Curate Wellcloth came from?
1: Yeah, so the name Curate really came from this belief that I have that we have the ability to intentionally and carefully curate our lives to be what we want them to be. The same way that we would curate, you know, a charcuterie board or the decorations in our home, we have this ability to make our lives what we want it to be. And that's a gift and a right and an ability that I think a lot of us don't tap into. And it's something that I live for and that I love to teach other people. And if you can commit to doing it, will just make your life so fulfilling and so happy and something that you enjoy waking up to every day.
0: Mm, I love that. And it's so I can just tell like you have curated the business and the life that you want. So it's like you're living and you're leading by example. I love it. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to I've these are just kind of rapid fire questions that have nothing to do with our topic. Maybe I don't know, we'll see what the question <laughs> is. Um, okay, ready? Yes. Let's see. Okay. If you could have a celebrity, any celebrity, as a best friend, who would you pick and why? Ooh. I think Jennifer Aniston uh. and she's just so timeless she just is oh I love her I used to go to my hairdresser and ask for the Jennifer Aniston (laughs) mind you I have wild curly hair so my hair would never look like it but she was like oh you want the Jennifer Aniston haircut that's amazing
1: I love it yeah she's 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 so consistent she's she's totally
0: timeless so she seems like someone I would definitely want to be friends with yeah oh I love that okay um okay another one If you could create one holiday, what would you create? I would
1: create National Coffee Day where everybody gets the day off and we just tour around our cities and stop at all of our favorite coffee shops and sample all the coffee and sit around and have good conversation and listen to good music and sip on delicious coffee. Oh my God, I love that.
0: I and there are so many places in Denver. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that would that would take definitely take a full day. Yes. <laughs> okay, last one. What's the most surprising self-realization you've had? Ooh. That's a good question.
1: The most surprising self-realization I've had is that one of my core values is ease. So I am someone who is. I call myself a recovering type A. I am super disciplined, really organized, really systematic, very structured. I like really excel at getting shit done, like you said. And so in doing some inquiry work around my personal values, I was like genuinely surprised when the word ease came up and that it felt right. And, um, that totally caught me off guard. And then the more I started to think about it, I was like, yeah, this, this makes sense. Like, it's why I'm so systematic. It's why I'm so structured because it makes things more useful for me when things are organized and when things are structured and systematic.
0: But at first I was like, oh my God, I was not expecting that at all. (laughs) I mean, but that's the beauty of values. Like that's, so with coaching, I start with value work. Like our first session values is the number one thing because it provides so much information about ourselves. And a lot of times we're out of alignment with our values, which is why we feel off in the first place. And we don't know what to do or how to do it, or just, just overall stuck. So love that. Love that ease is a value of yours. And that's a great answer. So what would you say your superpower is? Or if I surveyed your friends and family and clients, what would they say?
1: I think that I'm going to go back to what you said at the beginning, um, implementation. I am, I mean, it is my superpower to take pain points and turn them into action items and help people implement the things that they think they want to do or know that they want to do and are struggling to do and to do it in a way that is easeful and is really purposeful and intentional.
0: Awesome. I love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for your time. If we were to give someone an action step, based off of our conversation, like what, you know, what all of this has to do towards their happiness? Because, you know, my whole mission is letting, helping people realize like happiness is not an outcome. It's not the destination. It happens the journey. And this conversation, Mm -hmm. you know, we touched on so much, like what's something that someone could do today to really help practice, like implement that into their day to day? I have, A thing and then an action that goes
1: along with that thing. So I think the first is to recognize and train yourself to fully believe that happiness is a choice, that it's available to you at any given moment. And it is an active choice to choose to be happy. And the action that goes along with that, that people could do right away is every single day, wake up and ask yourself, what would make this day fulfilling for me? What is one thing that would make this day fulfilling for me? And do that thing.
0: I love that. Done and done. Amazing. <laughs> Where can people find you? You can find me
1: online. Um, I am most active on Instagram. My handle is at curatewellco. All one word, all lowercase, no characters. Um, I do a lot of free pop up trainings and announcements and all that kind of fun stuff there.
0: Yes, absolutely. You have to follow Pia like 110%. There is not a single thing that you don't put out that I, like I literally, everything you post, I'm like, yes, yes. Like I think I've like (laughs) saved or bookmarked like all of your stuff. So definitely you have to check her out on the gram. It's very good. It's very impressive. All the good stuff. Well, thank you so much. I didn't even give the backstory of how, how we connected. I usually do that in the beginning, but I'm so glad that we did like just kind of randomly through uh, a mastermind that Sweet Mm -hmm. Michelle brought us all together. And, and you found that mastermind through like, you don't know, Michelle, it was like through someone else, right? Yeah. Was it Sheena or yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that's just how the universe works. And that's how the magic of, of Instagram is, is like, it can be used in such a positive way to connect with like-minded people. So 100%. Well, thank you for your time. Thanks, Thank for you so much for having you're me. Doing. It's helping and inspiring so many people. So thank you. And we'll chat soon. Yes, we will. Thank you so
1: much for having me, Brittany. This is an amazing conversation. Um, and I really appreciate you having me on.
0: Of course. Woo. What an interview. First of all, I love the name Pia. What a great name. Pia Beck. So awesome. I love connecting with like-minded people. We could have jammed out for hours, um, but we wanted to keep it short and sweet so you could get some good juicy nuggets so you can apply that to the goals that you're creating for yourself um, throughout this crazy, wild, uncertain, unknown time in our life. So Hopefully you wrote down some notes. You can go back and break down the anatomy of a goal. I'm happy to help you set those goals in the group coaching call on Friday at noon. Uh, But I loved her action step. Like when you wake up, ask yourself, what is going to fulfill me today? If You want, you can share it. You can tag us so we can support and love on you. And remember, we're in this together. We talked about accountability and how important that is, especially right now. I want you to know that I got you. I am in full service mode, whatever I can do to support you. I'm here. Let me know, join the coaching call. Um, and yeah, we're going to get through this. So tag us, post it, whatever you got to do to hold yourself accountable to these goals. Um, and I'll catch you next time. Remember, you got to love yourself, own your happiness and let your light shine because you, my friend, you are so worthy of it until next time.